Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to XO Live. I'm excited to bring you another show today. And I'm going to just go ahead and say this. This might be our best show we've ever done because <laughs> we're talking about something that you're going to get information. I'm pretty sure you haven't had this level of education on hormone therapy. And one of the statistics I wanted to start off with, just because I think it's super fascinating, is the fact that this is a study. Couples on HRT have 50% lower divorce rates. That's a, that's a true stat. So if, if you're talking about hormone replacement therapy, a study has proven that, that if you're on HRT, you have a 50% lower divorce rate. And that's, that's something that I feel like is very important. Uh, I am honored to have Dr. Terry Denai and Dan Denai uh, in the studio today, EXO Live. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great Good to be, to be here. here. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be uh, uh, VIPs for the next hour talking yeah. about everything related to hormone therapy. And you guys celebrated a new book, and by the way, shout out to Eleanor Elise, uh, new grandbaby. Yeah, just <laughs> just you. came in the world last night, um, but also this was a baby too that you guys yep. brought to the world, True. which is a book called Hormone Havoc. This is a new book uh, from Dr. Terry, Dr. Terry Denai, related to all things um, hormone therapy. So if you've ever heard in discussions with things like estrogen levels and testosterone levels, and how do those things uh, play into your personal health? Uh, that's a very important topic nowadays because of the medical advancements. What people are learning about these sorts of things yeah. are helping people understand that they're not crazy. Right. <laughs> that, that there's a balancing act there that can happen. So uh, welcome, guys. Go ahead and just quickly, just initially tell everyone, like, you're, where you're from, tell them about Avexius. Just quickly give them the lowdown on everything Dan and Terry. Good. Oh, I'm going first. Go first. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to see good to hear and be with all of you guys. Um, Avexis Health Solutions is a national company. We focus on training practitioners across the country on hormone optimization, uh, utilizing pellet therapy. Our pellet brand uh, or pellet therapy brand is Avexapel. Uh, so if you see that in your doctor's office, your medical care uh, provider's office, that's what you would be looking at. Um, our focus has always been to now, there's a lot of ways that you can do hormone therapy, um, and we can get into some of the specifics of that as we, we talk. Um, ours is based upon literally decades of research, um, tens of thousands of studies, and what we've done is really perfected it to a level that uh, allows uh, practitioners to um, come into our space and learn what we've done in our own medical clinics. Mm. Uh, we never train on anything or teach anything that we haven't already been successful with. Um, and our heart really is for the kingdom. We, we say that our uh, mm -hmm. company is kingdom-minded. Mm -hmm. We used to say we're a kingdom company, and I was like, well, are we a kingdom company or not? Because that denotes a certain um, element that I didn't think that we really, um, uh, really spoke to. But the kingdom-mindedness of what we're doing, we, we want to help uh, all couples, we want to help really all humanity uh, operate in a space that allows them to uh, live life to their full. We mm -hmm. want them to 
uh, not go around being depressed, irritable, irritable, uh, moody, low energy. Uh, you know, we can go in and we'll talk a lot about that. But it's really, um, it's really adding life to people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's fun to get up in the morning and, and do that. And, and that's why you go to work. And that's why we train the people that we're training. Um, and it's, and it happens through a lot of different, uh, avenues. I mean, obviously a lot of, uh, medical doctors, a lot of, uh, doctors of osteopathy, nurse practitioners learn from what we're doing. And, uh, what's rewarding to us is, uh, seeing patients, uh, really, really respond to the therapy, but then helping practitioners and they come to us all the time and they say, we were about ready to quit medicine. We were about ready to kind of hang it up because they just have been beaten down by the system. Uh, and now they're like, We're, we like practicing medicine again. It's, it's fun. fun. It's fun again. It's, it's fun. fun again. We can. We really have people that are our patients that are coming in to see us, uh, not because they're sick, but we're helping them stay well. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that's kind of an overview and yeah, add a few things to that. I don't know what I'd add, but personally, just, um, my own journey coming from, um, um, hospitalist medicine and emergency medicine and, uh, really just becoming disenchanted with our, what I call our current sick care system. Um, everything I would see in the hospital is, uh, pretty much a preventable disease and, mm -hmm. and just really getting the, my, my heart what can we do better to prevent diseases? Uh, and it really started me down this path of, of um, learning about hormones being the cornerstone of disease prevention, which we'll talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, as I got into it, um, wanting to prevent disease, what I really realized is one of the biggest diseases that it prevents is um, relationship strife. Mm -hmm. And we can talk a little bit more about that. And so um, my heart is definitely teaching the art and science, not only to practitioners, but to to potential patients mm -hmm. in, in all different modalities. We have modalities that we prefer, but there's, you know, there's several ways to skin that cat, if you will. And so I'm really excited to be here and share whatever it is you want us to share. Yeah, that's yeah. all good. And Heather in the chat says, I'm so excited for this conversation. Married for over 30 years and in pre-menopause. Mm. And these are, these are real yeah. situations that people are facing. I want to go ahead and start off uh, just with one question, which is how much does, does a diet affect hormones. So mm. our, in our society, of course, we live in a very stressed, stressed out society, a very uh, quick and easy society where it's just grab whatever is yeah. available for, for fuel. And I think most of the time what I've seen is people just get in bad habits yep. and it develops a lifestyle. But when they come to your office, are you able to help them? Does, does the hormone therapy help them understand all the nuances of, of their diet and you know, does it lead them down a path now of, of, of fixing some of the, maybe the habits that, that got them in a bad place in the, to begin mm -hmm. with? Do you see that as a, as a precursor, kind of a bad habit lifestyle, mm -hmm. bad diet lifestyle, leading up to some of the places where they're hitting some, some walls? Yeah, I, I, I will say I'll answer that for, for sure. And it, and it kind of depends. It's always like which came first, the chicken mm -hmm. or the egg, right? Um, there's a natural pro progression with age-related hormone decline, of course, uh, but we're seeing more and more young people coming in with hormone dis dysfunction. Mm -hmm. It has a lot to do with what we call endocrine disruptors, and it has everything to do with our food mm -hmm. and our gut. Really, gut health is huge. We teach in our trainings about gut health. There's a 
huge chapter about gut health in the in the book because depending on the age of the person coming in, oftentimes, uh, especially if they're you know younger in their 20s and they haven't really been on this toxic planet long enough to mess things up too permanently, we can make a lot of really great shifts just with dietary changes and certain nutrients that are that are missing. You know, our food um, in this country, the way we have really just um, in the spirit of mass production, we've really um, given up nutri nutrition in our food and our soil is very demineralized and um, packaged processed foods have pretty much zero um, nutritional value. So we call it caloric dense. We're, we're overfed and undernourished. Mm -hmm. And that's a big term that's in the medical community in this, this regard. And it does impact hormones and it does um, change the hormone physiology and how the brain uh, works with um, secreting hormones and what is your body doing with those hormones. So um, diet is always a conversation. Now, depending on the person, if it's a 20 something year old, um, that tends to be the first place to go. But as we get into our, you know, um, for in our 40s and, you know, pre what we call andropause, which just means a decline in male hormones or premenopause, um, you know, you, you kind of have to fix the hormones first before mm -hmm. a lot of people are ready to understand and listen to other lifestyle changes. Because if you're depressed and moody and not sleeping and having all these symptoms, you want to get that first uh, fixed first, and then you're open to and, and have the space really to to make other changes that are positive uh, for your health. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a dual answer. It depends on the person where they're at in this um, transition. How how far have they gone down the road of of you know poor health? Mm -hmm. if hopefully that it seems like a plague, question. right? So you, you have this this whole world where even the doctors are some, somewhat uh, confused why everyone's body has changed so dramatically. Uh, so men are having a harder time, you know, with getting you know, their wives pregnant because of fertility yep. issues. Yep. You're seeing a reduction in you know, sperm counts. You're seeing a reduction in, you know, this ability for, for men to be men uh, yep. because they end up, I don't know if it's a, it's a, uh, a result of, you know, upbringing, if it's nature or nurture, you know, where they're, they're around so much technology and they're around so many things that keep them dormant All of the or, above. you know, they have a cell phone in their pocket, you know, that's, that's, Mm -hmm. providing radiation, you hear things that's, you know, can be confusing sometimes. And, you know, all of it leads to a place where you're an adult and you feel crummy, right? You feel, you feel like crap most of the time because you're, you're feeding yourself the food that's available, you know, fast food or just even, uh, there's so many sugary options oh, these yeah. days that just keep yourself, you, 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 you eat and then you feel terrible but then you eat more, so you'll feel less terrible, but you still mm -hmm. feel terrible, and then your body just gets used to it. Yep. Yep. And you know, you don't you don't really know what you're missing until you start to detox. That's right. And get rid of some of those toxins in your body, and then you realize, oh, I'm I'm not I'm not supposed to eat Cheetos, uh, you know, for <laughs> breakfast or right. at eleven o'clock. Yeah, or eleven o'clock. <laughs> you know, the day. things that were supposed to be special moments, you know, eating, yeah. you know, some some birthday cake on a birthday now become yeah, like, and the, habits. And you still <laughs> want to be able to do that, right? We tell people you still want to live life, Moderation. but it's it's not yeah. a it's not a. We tell people all the time, you're not going on a diet. Mm -hmm. You really just change your lifestyle mm -hmm. and, and your eating habits mm -hmm. when you eat. That's another thing that we see all the time, people eating late into mm -hmm. the evening. Why? Because it's convenient. They got home late from work, whatever. And what do they grab for? They grab for something that's easy, it's processed, it's not uh, freshly prepared. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that that does add up. I mean, you, you mentioned, um, you know, guys and their ability for for uh, couples to get pregnant now and 
a lot of that has to do with just, again, what are you taking uh, internally? What mm -hmm. are you, if you look at what has uh, progressed in technology and food prep just within the last 20 years, medicine is just now starting to catch up to that. Medicine always lags, yep, it always lags. Right. In fact, we, we kind of chuckle about this a lot because new information comes out about whatever, the Women's Health Initiative, mm -hmm. dispelling the majority of that uh, study, and yet many practitioners still refer to that study as the standard for treating hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. Well, they came out and they said, no, that was really, there's so many errors in that. That happened, when did that happen? Five, six years ago? Well, yeah. And we're still unraveling from that. It takes medicine. It's actually 14 years ago. <laughs> and it usually wow. takes medicine 10 to 15 mm -hmm. years to unravel from what was mm -hmm. taught before. Yeah. So. We always feel like we're pushing the, you know, to the forefront of that. And you mentioned uh, prior to us coming on, you know, your your uh, practitioners that are kind of anti-hormone or that you know it causes cancer and all this stuff. Well, based upon old information, mm -hmm. I'll agree with them. Based yeah. upon the latest and greatest information, not true at all. Right. Okay, I want to make this a YouTube clip. Okay, so <laughs> I want you to dispel the two myths about hormone therapy that I've heard. Uh, okay. One is testosterone causes heart attacks mm. and heart issues. And number two is it can, the hormone therapy can, can cause cancer. I'll, I'll speak so those to are those. two. You could speak to that. Because I, I had two doctors uh, that, are, that are friends of ours. They're a married couple, a husband and wife, and they're both doctors. And they said to me, because I was thinking about testosterone uh, replacement because it was sort of, you know, one of the things that was helping guys get mm. a little bit more energy for all things. And they said, well, they're, they're seeing an increase in, in heart issues mm -hmm. because of these guys that are on testosterone, which kept me from wanting to proceed forward with it. However, I've known so many people that have been on it that have not had heart, heart issues. So it's, it's a very having confusing the time in their world. Life. A lot of misinformation. Yeah. You have well, people I in the medical was, community because her OBGYN was, was very adamant about not doing it, using I, the I C word. I can speak so to that. And yeah. so I love to dispel those two myths yeah. about, about the world you're in because I think the world wants to know Yep. Uh, what is true? Yep. So um, the misinformation about testosterone and heart attacks and cardiovascular disease um, was based on an extremely flawed study on veterans. And actually, it wasn't even the study. The actual study results actually showed that the veterans in the testosterone group um, had less heart attacks. Mm. But you can present data in any way that spins your narrative, right? It's true. Mm -hmm. There is a phenomenal doctor that is the guru in this space with uh, testosterone and prostate cancer. His name is Abraham Morgenthaler, and he did a whole hour YouTube video breaking down that study and how it is exactly false. Um, so what happened was this was a big study where they actually put veterans in two groups and they gave a testosterone cream prescription to the one group and nothing to the other group. Now, they don't know if the guys got the prescription filled, used it appropriately, did it change their baseline testosterone levels. None of that was even looked at in the study. But in the study, there was, um, however they reported the data, they showed that the group in the, um, in the guys that got the testosterone prescription were, um, had more chance of heart attacks. Mm. That is, so they reported it as guys on testosterone 
have a higher risk of heart attacks. So it's, it was a very flawed study and it was a very flawed reporting. When they really dug into the data, what they showed is the guys that actually filled the prescriptions and were on the testosterone had less cardiovascular disease and heart attacks. Now, these were also VAs that had uh, were smokers, had COPD, had congestive heart failure, had heart disease already, had hypertension, right? So terrible study. Right. What we know, and, and one of the ways we dispel um, all of this, so I'm, I'm big on real clinical data and, and educating people on real clinical data. What we know about testosterone is it's it's what we call a positive inotrope. In other words, it, it helps the heart function and beat better, stronger, more efficaciously, if you will. It's also powerfully anti-inflammatory. It's a vasodilator, which you want for your heart. And it's also what we call anti-thrombotic. In, in other words, that means it decreases clot risk. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are shown in studies. So testosterone, very protective to the heart. Now, cardiologists that are following the more recent literature and are more up to date, um, and we get, we get referrals from cardiologists that are in the know all the time, um, because now we know that there's a direct inverse relationship between low testosterone and risk of heart attacks and all-cause mortality or all-cause of death. So a lower a man's testosterone level, the higher his risk of all-cause of death, cardiovascular disease, cancer death, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty well established in the literature. And unfortunately, a lot of healthcare providers that are still hanging their hat on that old VA study just haven't really gotten up to date on literature. So that's heart and testosterone. Um, Similar thing happened with breast cancer in women. Um, in 2000, and, um, in the early 2000s, there was a huge, the biggest women's trial to date called the Women's Health Initiative trial. And it had two arms. It had a, it had a synthetic estrogen only arm, and it had a synthetic estrogen and progestin arm, which is not the same as progesterone. It's a synthetic progesterone called a progestin. Uh, and in about 2002, they were seeing the women in the progestin arm of the study uh, were getting higher rates of breast cancer um, and Alzheimer's disease um, and actually heart attacks. Uh, and the women in the estrogen-only arm were actually protected against those three things. So in 2004, they stopped the trial early because of the breast cancer rates that were going up in this, in this group. But what happened is the media extrapolated that data Instead of differentiating between the two groups, they said hormones cause cancer, everyone stopped their hormones, and um, they're bad and they're going to kill you, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what started happening. Doctors quit prescribing, women flushed their hormones, and only since 2017, the first post-women's health study came out and said, uh, we might have been a little bit wrong in how we presented that information. They, that was actually 2013. Another one came out in 2017 and said, yep, we're looking at the data and it looks, looks like this estrogen group is actually protected against breast cancer and it's the progestins that caused the increased Alzheimer's disease risk and cancer risk. And then in 2020, they came out and said, okay, the data is in, looking at this 14 years past WHI, um, estrogen is the only drug on market to date that has been proven in clinical trials to decrease breast cancer risk and to decrease death from breast cancer if a woman was to get it. Mm -hmm. Now that 2020 paper was, um, was in JAMA, so Journal of American Medical Association, but the majority of physicians don't even know exists. Every every month we train about 150 plus physicians. We will have them raise their hand. Have you seen the JAMA study? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody's seen it. And so everyone's still operating on this old information that hormones cause breast cancer. 
even synthetic estrogen protects against breast cancer. Mm. And so that's that's kind of my mm -hmm. long answer to your question, Great but answer. it's a very important question. So well, the, the other thing too that I might add to, uh, you, know, you touched on a little bit, but um, HRT gets lumped into HRT, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like this whole big thing. Well, there's so many different modalities. Is it bioidentical? Right. Is it synthetic? Is it a shot? When was the shot given? I mean, yeah. there is, you, you could just list out how many different ways there are to do. And we encourage our practitioners to think critically, but if you understand, you know, working through the latest and greatest medical yeah. literature, um, all hormones are not created equal. Mm -hmm. um, all meth methods and the ways that you t uh, train are not right. equal. And so you have to be able to understand that from the very beginning, because if you don't, you just get stuck in that thing where you le read the headline, right? Well, that's bad, so we're never gonna do it anymore. Right. I mean, when you're mentioning ACOG and ABOG and all these, you know, that's a, you know American College of, uh, of Obstetric, Obstetric, Obstetrics and Gynecology. <laughs> I can get that. It's, it's Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were you're up late having here, a baby. You're, right. you're sitting there and you're going, pay attention. Yeah. You know, and, and again, physicians just they're down on something until they're up on it. They right. know what they've been taught. They've learned. They see the literature. Right. And, so, and so yeah, oh, go yeah, ahead. Ask, ask your question. Okay, you guys, ladies first. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> stealing the spotlight. Go ahead. Yeah. So practically speaking, how is it that you test your hormones because I've heard mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. doctor has said, you know, it's hard to get an accurate reading because your hormones fluctuate so much mm -hmm. through the day, yep. through the week. So how does, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, they're, they're correct in depending on the patient. Mm -hmm. So, um, in, in, if you are, you know, pre or perimenopausal, your hormones are fluctuating all over the place. Okay. Postmenopausally, um, which literally for a female means 12 months to the day without a menstrual cycle, if we mm -hmm. can just speak candidly and medically. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, the ovaries, which make estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, are pretty much not really functioning. Mm -hmm. um, but in a pre or perimenopausal woman, um, estrogen and progesterone levels fluctuate wildly. Testosterone levels are what they are. They're, mm -hmm. they're pretty much, when the tank is getting low, the tank is low and there's no um, cyclical or you know, variations in their hormones de depending on where you are in your cycle mm -hmm. you know, for women. Um, so we test serum levels um, and primarily in pre and perimenopausal women, you know, we're, we're looking for other what we call pituitary hormones that are give a little more dialed in um, exact measurement of where estrogen levels have been because mm -hmm. estrogen fluctuates, but the pituitary hormones are pretty constant. So not to get too deep into that, mm -hmm. the, but it's serum levels. Um, you know, there are practitioners that do saliva and other modalities of testing. We don't really see a, a, a lot of benefit in that. At, at baseline, you could do saliva levels and, and see where you're at, but it doesn't really help you with um, managing and, and what we found. We, we haven't found any good data on what happens with saliva levels when you start hormones. I mean, they're kind of all over the place. Um, so we use serum levels. Now, one thing I will say about that is it's, it's a snapshot, but there are so many things that that blood level of hormone, there's so many things that happens before it gets into the cell to work its magic, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of variables dietary, basic health, other comorbi uh, comorbidities or other health problems the patient may have, um, what are, what's happening with the hormone receptors, how mm -hmm. toxic are you, you right. know, there's so many variables. So you can get a snapshot of what's happening in your blood and what's your body producing, but the only way to measure the effectiveness of the therapy is the clinical effect that it produces. So really just 
trying um, out if you're deficient on uh, on your labs and you're deficient symptom-wise, everything's really symptom-based, and then uh, initiating a therapy and really seeing what your clinical response is because what happens at the cellular level is not measurable, mm -hmm. uh, except by what you tell me. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you see so many people come with testimonials. Like, my dad was one of them. He, yeah. he felt terrible. He got on hormone replacement therapy with testosterone in the pellets, and, and he had a kind of a miraculous yes. moment where he felt Thank goodness, so that better. was really a lot of pressure for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he will say, I mean, he said it publicly, you know, that's, that's yeah. something that completely transformed his life. He was ready to retire. He was ready to give up. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of people um, in that space that have, that have tried it and have seen the results they're, they're the ones that are, you know, singing the praises of it, right. telling, telling everyone to try it. But I would just ask the question, why is it then that it, there is so much resistance in the medical community from, from the, the, the normal, you know, the family doctors, the OBGYNs? I just don't understand why There's there would be a resistance education. to something that is changing so many lives and why they wouldn't jump on the opportunity to help. But and even because it's it's going to help their practice, it's right. going to yeah. give them the it's consistency of, information. of so it is. It's information, and we have you know we have um, we call them practice development specialists. They're they're salespeople that go out and literally meet with um, thousands of doctors uh, every year across the country, and there it, it is a matter of information. They just mm -hmm. don't know. They're not taught this in medical right. uh, school. Um, the uh, chairman of our medical faculty, his name is Dr. Johnny Pete. Uh, he's an OB-GYN from uh, Houston, just very well known and, and does a phenomenal job down there uh, for us uh, as, as our, uh, as a mentor, as one of our executive medical advisors. And he does a lot of our training. And he stands up in front of people all the time. He says, we are not taught this in medical school. Mm -hmm. We do not know this. But when you can get someone to, it doesn't matter what their uh, specialty is. Um, for instance, we have pain management doctors. Mm -hmm. Now, if you would have told me even three years ago, four years ago, that pain management doctors were going to be starting to come to us and say, hey, we're seeing a correlation between people that come to us that are on pain meds and they're doing pain management um, and a low testosterone, I would have been like, th th no, this isn't it. Same thing with cardiologists mm -hmm. and, and, um, Even several oncology oncologists. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oncologists. We have oncologists We're coming to us now. One of the biggest now. oncology groups in, in, uh, New Mexico. And, and they've been, and they've been for the past, you know, years, they're the ones that are saying, it, can't, it causes cancer. It causes cancer. Now oncologists are coming to us going, yeah, we, we don't buy that anymore. We really want, and I, I'll tell you a real quick story. So we have a, a big oncology group out of Albuquerque, New Mexico that came to us and, and trained with us. And I talked to the CEO of the uh, organization. I go, just because this is one of our first ones that we had to come to our training. And I was like, tell me how an oncology group is here because forever you guys have been saying, you know, to us, get away, you know, mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is um, causing cancer. And he said, Dan, he goes, for years, and he said for decades, uh, we have been cutting and we have been burning our patients so focused on getting rid of the breast cancer or getting rid of the uh, whatever cancer, you, you name it, uh, that we've forgotten about the quality of life of our patients. Mm -hmm. And when we understand that this is such a, to, to use what you were saying earlier, it's a preventative therapy, it's a preventative therapy, but then can also help 
our patients recover and get their life back, it's powerful. I mean, it's absolutely powerful. So we, you know, we have uh, practitioner uh, patients all the time, like, oh, well, I've had cancer, so I can't have, uh, I can't have hormones. Well, uh, not true. And if you care to look at the literature, your practitioner cares to look at the literature, we can show you why this is actually very beneficial for you. And so anyway, the, to in that story, uh, he just said, you know, they still have their oncology uh, section and they, they do what they uh, need to do, but then they turn around and, and many of uh, their patients, they then put back on the therapy and really, he said, it's just profound people that have mm -hmm. just, he says, you know, they leave our clinic and they're basically, you know, almost dead. And then we see them, you know, six, eight months later, and it's like they have a brand new life. Wow. And again, this goes back to what I opened with. It's rewarding. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you see those changes in people's lives and in practitioners' lives Everyone. like that, it's just, it's, it's, it's magical. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tay Tay in the chat says, I'm still struggling <coughs> with hormone ups and downs due to stopping birth control. Mm -hmm. uh, my skin is wrecked. I've been suffering for three years. My blood labs show normal, mm -hmm. but I'm still having physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm 35 on good supplements. Don't eat bad stuff. I don't know what else to do. So somebody like that, that's kind of getting the, mm -hmm. the Talking 30. About the normal labs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a great, yeah. that's a, um, a great um, and a very common clinical scenario that we see and, and the doctors that we train see. Um, and that's just because until you learn, normal's not optimal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, and, and most practitioners aren't checking testosterone levels. And, and someone like that who's been on birth control pills, um, their testosterone levels are very suppressed. And, and you know, testosterone is a powerful brain hormone. I did my doctoral work on the relationship between androgens or testosterone and depression. And um, it, there are, you know, a multiple studies. And then, of course, I did a big study and uh, showed a 100 percent um, depression relief in 87% of the patients in the study. And there were hundreds of patients in the study. So it's a powerful brain hormone, and that's because um, there, there are thousands of receptors in the areas of our brain um, that are responsible for mood and thinking and mental clarity and focus, uh, there's testosterone receptors. And so if you, don't, if you don't have it and those receptors aren't being stimulated, those are the symptoms that you present with. And so, so many practitioners don't test for it and they also don't understand how to read the labs because they'll see labs in a normal range mm -hmm. uh, and, and there are no established normal ranges. And so I talk a lot of, in the book about um, clinical reference ranges and, mm -hmm. and what those are and, and labs in the, in the hormone world, whether it's thyroid or estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, doesn't matter. Um, there are, even vitamin D, you know, there's these ranges and it's based on a population. It's a bell curve average, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's just take vitamin D, for instance. Um, vitamin D on a normal lab um, a reference range is 30 to 100. Well, if you fall anywhere in there, your practitioner is going to say, oh, your vitamin D levels are normal. Right. But we know clinically vitamin D levels under 60 hold a five-fold increased cancer risk and 160% increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Uh, so I want my patients in the upper end of that range or the right side of the bell curve. And so we always tell, you know, people, if, if you were in, in, in school studying for a test, you're, you're always trying to shoot for that right side of the bell curve. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the right side of the bell curve is really with a, associated with better health outcomes. And that's with heart disease. Um, that's with cancers. That's with everything and all the hormones. So a lot of practitioners 
we'll see a, let's say a testosterone level in a male. Again, another lab that the reference range is 300 to 1100, but we know levels eight to 11, 800 to 1100 are associated with better health outcomes and feeling better. So if a guy comes back and his level's 350 mm -hmm. and he's having all the symptoms and his practitioner doesn't know any better, they're like, well, it's normal. Yeah. I don't know what your symptoms are. Here's your antidepressant. Here's your sleeping pill. Here's yes. your anxiety pill. Mm -hmm. Here's your ADD pill, you know, mm -hmm. all those things. So. Okay, I don't want to undermine the fact that you are saving marriages out there. <laughs> yeah. This is why one of the reasons why I want to have you on the show. Lots of marriages have been saved through the through advancements of, of hormone therapy, but I will say probably the number one reason is sex. <laughs> yes. Sex is fun, but at some point you're saving sex. You, you, yes. Uh, my my doctor says, and and forgive me, audience out there, this is just medical talk. Uh, he asked me, he said, "Are you waking up with a morning erection? Yep, that's like right. that's like one of the signs that you've got good testosterone levels." And I'm 46, and at some point, you know, you're you're wondering when when does it all start kind of falling apart mm -hmm. uh, with with your with your health? My testosterone ranges are okay; they're in the range of normal. But you know, there's there's ways of increasing those, and mm -hmm. but for women, the same thing is is possible. They can have an effect on their sex life because their hormones are out of balance, and their husbands are frustrated, and they're not feeling sexy, so they don't That's they don't right. want to be in 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 a, in a sex uh, you know scenario. And then if they are, then it's you know you got to use sorry, I'm gonna say the word you know <laughs> gels and lubes yep, and stuff yep, to yep, kind of yep. get get the get the action happening. And it can become a very frustrating experience. Yep. I will also say that, you know, men and women, their trajectories are different when it comes to sex. And so, you know, men are very, very high in their 20s and 30s, and then they start to kind of level off in their 40s. And then even probably to some degree can, can decline in their 50s and 60s um, compared to women who, mm -hmm. you know, start a little bit low and then they're, they're, they're increasing over time. And then there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's an aspect of marriage where at some point the wife is actually sometimes more energetic for sex and the and the husband feels frustrated because he has either erectile dysfunction mm -hmm. or something that's keeping him from being successful right. in the bedroom. So since you're saving marriages in the sex space as well, I mean, this, this all aligns up for my question, which is um, if somebody's out there and they're struggling in their sex life, doesn't matter if they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, how do they know it can be hormones? And then what are some things they can they can do to, you know, Talk to the doctors right. about it where it's not embarrassing. Because I think a lot of guys have pride issues. Yep. And for women, I, I think part of the, the you know, maybe the, and you can speak to this, you're a, you're a woman who has, who has <laughs> I could, you know, I a lot could to say about it. Based but, on yeah. but, but go ahead. So, but I, I want to say that the yeah. question is, you know, in your saving marriages related to sex, like specifically, what are you seeing the most of? And, and what are some things that give people mm -hmm. hope out there oh, yeah. if they're experiencing what they can do to resolve it? There, there's two areas for females. Um, uh, Desire is number one. We, we lose it after, especially after a few kids, because biologically we're just wired to have desire about two week time interval in her cycle every month. And after that, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're not interested. Um, but um, so for, for women, what we see is a lack of desire, lack of libido, um, but also because testosterone specifically is what we're talking about here so profoundly impacts the brain there's a level of moods and depression and some other things so it's kind of a dual problem for women uh, men rarely if ever lose desire what they lose is ability mm -hmm. over time so um, I don't care if a man is 70 80 90 years old he all, 
always wants to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but can he is the question, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a little bit so it's a little bit different conversation. Um, so one of the things that has been profoundly life changing for couples and relationships, obviously we're speaking to it is and 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 this is the thing that brings many women, especially in the pre in their 30s and 40s before they've gone through menopausal changes um, into our office is that um, is the is the lack of desire and how it's negatively impacting their relationships mm-hmm. uh, and their marriages. And we especially see this in our 40s because what happens in our 30s for females, we lose testosterone first. In our 40s, we start to lose progesterone and progesterone is a calming hormone. Um, it has a lot to do with um, lubrication. You talked about that. So does testosterone. So now we're losing both of these in and our estrogen levels are still maintaining this constant level. So each decade, it just gets worse and worse. Uh, and then, um, and then what happens in 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 our 40s when we lose that progesterone and it exacerbates our moods. And I tell women all the time, you know, men can handle moodiness as long as you're having sex. Yep. <laughs> but if you take Here's if you if males. you're if you're moody <laughs> and you're withholding sex, it's kind of a deal breaker for yeah. a lot of men and really impacts negatively a lot of relationships. Um, so hopefully that answers that question. But um, yeah, if they're having those symptoms, it can happen even in their 20s. Birth control pills suppress testosterone production. It also raises another hormone called sex hormone binding globulin that binds up a lot of the testosterone. So you may have it there. But um, And the only way to overcome that is to have a replacement. I don't want to oversell it though, but, but you're seeing consistently women have that desire Yes. After this treatment. But we always tell people if the wife comes in, you better bring your husband in because it starts that whole process where now she has the desire and she's like <laughs> yeah. looking at her husband uh-huh. like, come on. It's, I know. Yeah, it's we- very rare that you um, – it's very rare that we have a patient, a female patient, that we get her um, testosterone levels optimized. And DHEA is another one that you have to look at to impacts for women, but um, that they don't have an improvement in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they if they don't have an improvement in that area, which is very, very rare, there's oftentimes a, a psychological piece that needs mm-hmm. to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Maybe trauma, past trauma, things like that. Mm-hmm. But also like um, SSRIs. Yeah, antidepressants. There's things like that that are... You know, they, they want that mm-hmm. that effect and that desire. You're That's just right. kind of you know blasé about mm-hmm. everything, and so and and, and unfortunately, uh, when many women go to see their practitioner, they describe I'm depressed, mm-hmm. I miss it. So what rolls out? Prozac. Yeah, mm-hmm. an antidepressant. We always say yeah. to people, do you really think you have a Prozac deficiency? It's <laughs> not about being deficient in Prozac. There's some other something going on and, and actually happening, and so. For us to be able, we, we talk about this a lot with uh, our practitioners, is get to the root cause. Mm-hmm. Find out why this is really happening. And unfortunately, many traditional medical practitioners, because they're not taught this, they're just taught to go do these tests. Oh, they end up in the range. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're normal. So I don't know, man. Uh, you, but you want to feel better. Here's here's your SSR. Here, here's your... Here's your band-aid. Right. You know, but it's really they only have so many tools in, in their tool in their toolbox. But um, the, the other aspect, and you mentioned it too, it, when you just started this conversation, is 
not only a woman's desire and her moods, but her um, her feeling about herself, her mm -hmm. self-confidence. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And again, as women go through hormone changes, and especially, I experienced this myself, especially in the perimenopause. I mean, I'm 56, and so going through that starts in about our mid to late 40s, and you start having these hormone fluctuations. Um, you start gaining weight. You start gaining weight in places you didn't have weight before, uh, and you just don't feel attractive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I, there are some, you know, some uh, out there that say men don't care about that. <laughs> Turn the lights off, whatever. But for for women, it's just a it's just a little bit different. And if we don't feel attractive, it it you know yeah. we're self conscious about that. Um, and and that and hormones can play a role in that because testosterone's a metabolic hormone, thyroid's a metabolic hormone, and we lose those levels start to come down as we age. And so optimizing those can often, uh, we hear this all the time, I work out all the time, I eat really clean, I don't know what's going on, I just keep gaining weight, especially in the middle. Uh, and you know, when you fix a lot of those hormones, their efforts at being healthy and staying in shape start to pay off mm -hmm. and they're feeling better and, and things kind of shift. So it's a it's a triple whammy for women. Yeah. For men, it's kind of one deal. No, yeah. <laughs> Can I, is it working? For women, it's, it's three way. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, hormones are who we are. I, mm -hmm. I use that uh, cliche phrase all the time, but it really is. I mean, again, you look at, um, you know, a woman dealing with PMS and, and she's very um, emotional. You see that that's now who that person actually is. Because mm -hmm. why? Because of a hormone mm -hmm. change, a hormone fluctuation. Um, it's the same thing, flip, flip over to guys. You know, you've heard the term roid rage before. Right? I did testosterone, I did anabolic steroids, and now they're just all, you know, um, they're angry, they're mad, they ro roll into that uh, roid rage. That's, that's affecting how you are, who you are. And so if you're deficient, if you're out of balance, if you're, you know, a lot of the things that um, patients present with, then you are going to, by, I mean, it's just logical thinking, mm -hmm. you're not going to want to be intimate. Mm -hmm. You're not, and, and, and when that happens, if one person feels like into it and the other person doesn't, it doesn't take too many sessions like that to... Yeah. Uh, we're switching on a mic battery. This is, this is live. No, you're good. <laughs> you're, no, you're good. We're, we're switching on a battery here. Keep talking. Uh, yeah, that's okay. You're in a situation where you're just like, well, oh, that didn't go so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I was into it, and she was just, you know, not, a, or vice versa. And and we say it all the time. We we help people live uh, happier, healthier lives. Um, we help them get well and live well. Um, but we also we speak to it a lot. Is we save a lot of relationships. You, you mentioned you opened the hour with. You know, fifty percent of people that are on yep. HRT, are, they're, they're less likely to uh, get a mm -hmm. divorce. Well, it, and it's not—it's not even hard to figure it out. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just—it's kind of like, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't feel good. You don't feel good. The kids are, you know, running around. Yeah. They're, they're and who, who do we take it out? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the most, you know, That's when we're not feeling ourselves. Here's how I know people yeah. are listening to you because they're they're talking in the chat <laughs> about the the battery uh, died on the bike, and uh, so they're they're listening. And uh, I want to make sure that um, 
you repeat that last part. You said you said we started off the program by talking about relationships, mm-hmm. changing relationships. You know, relationships being saved because um, people are on hormone replacement therapy. You know, you brought that statistic up of that fifty percent. I thought that was profound. I did not know there was a specific um, stat or study on that. Uh, but again, it's it's because of um, it's how you're feeling. It's who you are. If you feel good and I feel good. The, the, the stresses of life, the, the, the issues that we have with, uh, you know, our jobs and financial pressures and everything else. And, and let me tell you this real quick story. It, it, when people say to me, how do you know when you are starting to get low in your levels for me? And by the way, we teach everyone or we teach all of our practitioners that um, everyone's optimized number is different. It's very individualized. So I might feel good at we'll just use these numbers, 1,100 uh, of uh, total testosterone. And you may go, Dan, you know what? I feel good at like 800, 900. That's where I feel really good. I feel alert. My brain's working. I feel like working out. I see I see uh, muscle definition when I go to the gym. Um, I have a great sex life, all those different things. Very individualized. So it doesn't, we don't focus in on, you know, a lab number, if you will. But I can always tell for myself when I'm, okay, it's time to you know, get my pellets, it's, be, it's stress for me. When I feel like I'm at my optimal levels, it's like people that close talk you, you know, somebody that's up here in your face, that's how my stress feels. I feel like it's like right up on the, mm-hmm. but when I really am optimized and feel good and have my levels where they need to be at therapeutic levels, I feel like, yeah, there's stress and it's out here and I can deal with it. It's really not in my face. It really doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. If you are feeling like that, and now I try to have a relationship mm-hmm. with my spouse and I'm already stressed, I've right. already had somebody close talking me all day, mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, you know, then I say something uh, mean to her. She <laughs> spats back with something else. And, go. you know, here we go. Yeah. When in, 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 I don't want to oversell this, but when you start talking to uh, couples that enter and do this therapy together, you always talk about, you know, well, how do we do conflict resolution and how do we do this? How do we, they're, they're like fighting, right? They're, everybody's fighting. People enter, enter into this um, therapy. And they come back and they're like, well, we really don't, we're, we're really not fighting each other. Mm-hmm. We started out on the same team when we got married yeah, right. and right. I still feel, now we're on the same team again because right. we're on the same page because we feel the same way. We feel good. Yeah. And I cannot say enough about that and helping marriages because mm-hmm. if you're constantly concerned with your own aches and maladies and I'm sore and I you're feel just sleepy. You're just, yeah, just you're grumpy. grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. And who wants to be around grumpy? Right. Your spouse sure doesn't. <laughs> right. And Your you're taking don't. the kids yeah. don't. You're not interested in play. I mean it's just a whole it's just a yep. whole uh, uh, a deal that people really we're excited to be here to just share that uh, the the stories of that. I think it's huge and it everyone's excited about the mic. Uh, Garrett, John, <laughs> uh, Bill, they're all like, yeah, we got the sound text attention. Um, but I thought that was very, very good, what you just said. I mean, the, the whole idea that, that people are out there and they're feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. They can't explain it. Yep. And it's not the way they felt before. And, you know, it could be related to menopause or it could be related to having kids. Guys sometimes are confused because they're not doing anything different, but their mm-hmm. body's changing. And they're, right. and they're not. Well, and I think, too, that that's why it's so important what you guys are doing because if you're in tune to your body, you do feel it. Mm-hmm. You can feel, I, I tell him, I said, I can feel 
how I, you know, throughout the month, how I'm going to feel. And so it's frustrating when you go to your doctor and they tell you, you do your labs Everything's and normal. it comes normal. <laughs> so it just, it frustrates the people out there that don't know yeah. what else to do. So mm-hmm. it's remarkable what you guys are doing and and females too you know you just said it you feel Mm -hmm. this guys are a lot like well i don't hurt so i must be okay we were very you know that that doesn't really affect us that much and our change guys to testosterone production it's so gradual it just Mm kind of it doesn't go like here and then down here Mm kind of like a woman in menopause right Mm -hmm. it's that crash so we don't have that. We just kind of gradually, gradually. So we get the new normal, and our new normal's down here. And we're mm-hmm. like, eh. So I have guys, and I told you this before, uh, I have guys say this to me all the time. They're like, after they come in and they get the, the therapy and they really get optimized, they're like, I didn't know how bad I really felt yeah. until I felt, felt good again. Mm-hmm. And now when I feel good, I'm like, I felt like crap. I mean, I did not want to play with the kids. I didn't want to get out of bed. I wanted to sit and watch football all the day and, and eat potato chips and drink mm-hmm. beer. I mean, you know, they're, they're just going on. And I'm like, that's enough. You don't need to tell me anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, for them to be able to come back and say, you know, it's just what a profound difference it's made is, uh, you know, again, very rewarding. It's life energy. Changing. And, it's and marriage zest changing. for life. It's mm-hmm. sleep. It's it's all of it, right? So, mm-hmm. Does insurance cover anything? What's one of the questions in the, in the chat is, does insurance cover any of the hormones uh, related to it, therapy? It depends on the modality. Insurance typically always covers the labs. Um, and it depends on what type of hormone modality you're going to get to optimize your hormones. You know, there's certain uh, prescriptions of naturals. You know, the modality does matter, and there's some great studies. Thank goodness I'm finally seeing 2023 papers that are talking about the differences between natural estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and synthetic of the three. Um, so the modality does matter, but there are a lot of commercially prepared, um, um, commercially available uh, hormones for men and women that are natural estrogen, natural progesterone. Not any commercially available testosterone options for women, um, and that has everything to do with pharma. There's, you know, they just there's just not one available, mm-hmm. um, so it's not being really promoted that much. So it depends on the modality. As some of the other ones like uh, compounded things like um, compounded creams, compounded uh, pellets, things like that tend to not be covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we, we've done the math and let's just on either whether it's compounded creams or rapid dissolved tablets or, or pellets, which my two favorite would be rapid dissolved pe- tablets and pellets. Creams are kind of messy and they don't really have as good of results. Um, but it, it ends up costing about two bucks a day for a female and four dollars a day for a male. So it's yeah. a lot less than we're paying for our Trente <laughs> Frappuccinos, you know. <laughs> or divorce. So when you put it, or, or divorce, divorce, that's right. Very exactly. Well said. Yeah, so long answer to the question, it depends, but labs are typically always covered. Also, office visits a lot of times are covered. Yeah. And I will say regarding the compound of medications, um, it depends on your health insurance plan, mm-hmm. but I know that, and I've seen um, several uh, group insurance plans because actuaries are not—they're um, not stupid. They—they're—they're—they're they're, they're looking at the numbers and they're looking mm-hmm. at the studies and they're like, "We're really smart to pay for that." Yeah. And I've so I've seen some um, pay reimburse a hundred percent of the cost and. That's one of the things that we do in our training with all of our practitioners is we teach them codes, we teach them everything that they need to do mm-hmm. so that they can um, have their uh, patients file for their insurance reimbursement. That's so, so yep. and you're seeing it more and more because there's it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it one thing I will say uh, regarding insurance too that don't let in the fact that your insurance carrier doesn't cover it keep you yeah, from getting please. the therapy. That's not a good reason to. 
I mean, we see people all the time that may not have great means, but they know it works and people will find mm-hmm. money for what they, they right. see value in. You right, know, if it's right. valuable, they're like, yeah, I'll spend mm-hmm. my money on that. Yeah. So, um, that, but that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a good question. Uh, cause I don't want that to be a hang up for people right. and it's what it's worth whatever you can like feel at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if I can go from feeling like a two on a scale of 10 to a nine, mm-hmm. That's right. What is that value? That's right. You know, is it is it what what kind of value do you put on your happiness? Exactly. Your zest Mm -hmm. for life, your enjoyment of life. Well, you know, I don't want to spend four bucks a day because I I want to be (laughs) moody all the time. (laughs) I want to be grumpy. And true. I mean, like you said, you help so many people get off antidepressants. Uh, Yes. You know, other the savings and getting off those medications, antidepressants, sleeping pills, big one. Sleeping pills. Um, anxiety medications. Those those are the top three that we help patients get off of. Over prescribed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. It's just the only thing in our allopathic model, which really just means I'm giving you a prescription to take care of your symptoms, mm-hmm. but not getting to the root cause, which is what we really try to teach and hone in on and even teach potential patients and your audience, you know, get to the root cause. Don't, if it doesn't feel good in your spirit that, you know, you're given this prescription and it's not going to really fix anything, it's just band-aiding your symptoms, mm-hmm. you probably should find another provider and keep looking until you find mm-hmm. somebody that is really going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Talking to Dan and Terry Denai today, uh, Hormone Havoc is the book from, from Dr. Terry Denai, and they have an amazing uh, practice here, not just in Southlake, but, but nationally. They have practitioners all around that you'll want to check out uh, as we end the program in a little while. We're not going to end just yet. Everyone stay tuned for just a minute. <laughs> uh, we have another question here. What happens when you get pregnant if you're on hormone therapy? Do you remove the pellets, or is there is there a Great change? Great question. Um, because we're we're optimizing levels to we're, – we're to more youthful levels. They're not way outside the range. We have had many patients get pregnant on hormone pellets. You just don't keep, you don't stay on them. They wear off. Mm. Um, and there's, there's been no issues with any pregnancies. I think a lot of the fear comes from, um, anabolic steroids and, and synthetic testosterones at really high levels can cause problems with a developing fetus. But Mm. when you're using natural testosterone at the levels that are more youthful levels that what you experienced in, you know, in your teens and twenties, uh, there's no issue. It doesn't create super babies. No. (laughs) And that's what you guys use. That's what we use. And that's what we teach. Mm -hmm. That's what we teach. Mm -hmm. Uh, another question in here, any supplements you can suggest for adult hormonal acne? Depends on the root cause. And if it's um, because of a higher conversion to the hormone metabolite that activates those acne, you know, those, those glands in your skin, um, that would be DHT. And so there are some natural blockers of DHT like saw palmetto and things like that. But if, if that's the root cause now, a lot of times adult it's a husband, by the way, it's, oh, a, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a male. Yeah. So he, they that. probably have higher DHT levels. So if they're on a testosterone therapy and they're getting that, then their, their medication probably just needs to be adjusted. Um, but then there are some natural things that block DHT. Now, the problem with those is DHT is also what's responsible for your mental clarity, your sleep, your, you know, erectile function. So you don't want to overblock that. Um, but most guys that experience that have high productions of DHT, which is good, but it's bad when it has that side effect. So, yeah. And, and many times you see that more in like doing a synthetic uh, testosterone cypionate uh, injection because you're spiking, you're spiking your levels. And again, there's, like she says, there's all kinds of different kinds modalities. Of we like pellet therapy is our favorite just because it's this nice, easy rise, right. stays into the, to where you feel good. We find your your sweet, sweet spot, spot, if you will. 
and then you stay in there for a long time and then it just gradually wears off shots you're up you're down you're up you're down and that can in this case probably have a higher side effect you have a higher side effect of Uh, assuming he's on a therapy you know there's a lot of questions to answer that that specific question Mm -hmm. well i think what i love about this is it's dispelling some of the mystery around this topic because i don't want couples that are out there individuals even you know by themselves to to be believing a lie that they heard from some other place a, a study that was was not regarded you know 20 years ago as factually accurate has now been sort of put in the minds of mm-hmm. everyone because it's just it's just a lie that gets, gets repeated over Absolutely. and over again. That's right. And what I love about what you guys are doing is that you're not just helping people, but you're also providing a platform mm-hmm. where you are seen as experts with the book and with the practice and with all your practitioners. You're kind of building an army of people that are equipped mm-hmm. to handle the the problems that people, real people, are facing. Right? That's right. It's, it's not yeah. it's not something where you know we 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 see. Uh, in our life, we're in our 40s, we see our, our, our friends, they're kind of all dealing with the same thing, yeah. the same set of, uh, of situations, and you want to be able to help them, right. and this is just one more tool to help them. Like, have, oh, yeah. you, have you checked your levels recently? Right. Are you fighting because one of you is dealing with premenopausal issues, or yeah. maybe you're just not tuned into it? We actually just had this conversation mm-hmm. with uh, a couple friend of ours last night, and they're struggling in that mm-hmm. area, and, and she definitely wants to get her hormone levels checked, but several of our friends are actually Yale's patients and uh, they're very happy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, that, that brings up a great question too, that um, many times people ask us, they go, well, what's the, what age should we start on this therapy? And the, it, there's not like a, an age, but it's, you know, you start a- aging, you just don't wake up one day and you're an old man or an old lady, you know, it's, it's a gradual um, progression. And so I kind of, you know, I'm an analogy guy and I'm like, well, if you have a, a, a roof that has a hole in it that's only this big, do you start working on that when the hole is that big? Or do you wait until it's this, <laughs> it's you know, gaping, you know, or you're, you're, you have all this uh, wind and rain and snow coming in and everything else? The answer is pretty simple. It's you start it when you start see, you just start seeing the effects of aging, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like 40 years old. And I was, in my mind, I was like, the magic number for me is 40. When I turn 40, I'm going to get on this. But yeah, 35, 40, where you start seeing a decline, you start seeing a decline in your energy. And you alluded to it earlier. People are doing it more and more younger mm-hmm. because of the processed foods that we're eating. That That is suppressing a lot of uh, of hormone production in the body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we see it 38, 40, you know, and then we, and then people always ask us, well, how long should I do it? Yeah. It's like, I have patients from twenties to nineties. I mean, mm. there's no, it's across the lifespan <clears throat> and you know, I know our time's coming up, but I really just want to say the point of that book is to educate and it is dispelling myths, misconceptions. Um, it, we talk about estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, melatonin, food, the gut, is grass fed better? You know, all of those things, because it all plays a role in our optimal. And then, you know, towards the end, I really get into talking about even just technology, how's it impacting us every day? So it's, it's multi, it's a multi-pronged approach, you know, but the most obvious cornerstone that you can really fix pretty quickly is, is the hormones. And that isn't a book about teaching how to fix hormones. It's a book about educating you. So you're armed with good information. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really key to, to find a provider that understands that and, you know, is educated in that area. I love it. Mm-hmm. And they can find it on Amazon, I'm assuming, yep. and any other places that you, you want them Hormonehavoc.com. 
we'll just take you to the Amazon link. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, it's a fantastic book, and I and I couldn't I couldn't recommend it more. Mm -hmm. The the foreword is by uh, Kelly LeBrock, yeah. who is a famous actress who you've helped uh, oh, in yeah. your practice. And so there's there's many people out there that have been personally helped. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because. And we don't have, like, we can, we can end it at 1230. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking, but uh, the rabbit hole I want to go down is, you know, in 2020, the whole medical community changed. And you had now this very, very visible line that was created where the doctors who were prescribing things based upon getting it from the top ranks pushed down and forcing people to do things against their will, mm. all in the name of science. And... I feel like what I want to highlight is just because your doctor said something doesn't mean it's accurate. That's correct. Because these these doctors were the same ones recommending, like shaming people into getting the That's vaccination right. when they were healthy, not talking about vitamin D levels, That's right. not talking about the things. Go to the gym. But why were gyms shut down? That's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. The liquor stores were open. You have <laughs> yeah. these, these kind <laughs> it's, of crazy it's, it's evil. variables <laughs> yeah. that, and again, why we're having this conversation is to talk about the facts, talk about the real results. If you go to your doctor and they say something to you and you question it, go get a second opinion. Don't just listen to your doctor prescribe you something. Make sure you're asking the right questions. And some of the basic questions are, I mean, like when they go to the doctor, what should they be asking related to their hormones. Like the, the first step is kind of like dialing into it. So is, 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 is somebody walking into the doctor and what is, what is a sign that a doctor is maybe a, uh, I'm not gonna call him a... Let's see. A traditionally <laughs> trained yes, doctor. Yes, My you. first thing I would tell you is I would, I would just simply ask the question to the doctor, have you taken any um, advanced uh, endocrinology uh, courses? Yeah. Have, you do, have you done any study on hormone optimization and just <laughs> I have a that. better question. Okay. Do you prescribe ivermectin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that'll weed exactly. out, you know. That'll weed out who you're talking to. That'll weed out a lot. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a rabbit hole that I know is is um, I appreciate you going there because one of our big I mean, platforms that we're standing on right now, and we didn't even start talking about this, is uh, medical freedom. Mm. And um, we're really getting involved in some key um, political organizations that are advancing medical freedoms. And I think people don't really realize, we see it because we're on the front lines of this, um, but the average person doesn't really understand how all of our freedoms, but let's just talk about medical freedoms, are really under attack mm -hmm. and have been since 2020. It started there. It started with misinformation. It's, it's uh, continued with censorship of information. Um, that continues to this day. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's hard. Where, where's the person to go to get good information? Right. I'll tell you what we did see that I didn't really think a lot about in the beginning, but I see it now is that, that, that um, statistically speaking, people that were on hormones, women that were on estrogen weren't dying of COVID. Mm -mm. And now when you understand estrogen's role in the immune system and mm -hmm. as an anti-inflammatory molecule, it makes total sense. You know, this is what I teach on. Um, but you're, you're going down a good rabbit hole because it's important. It's an important conversation to have because it, when you're out there and you know, you know it in your gut, you know it in your spirit that something's not right and you just can't mm -hmm. find the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, 
what is what is a person to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the first place is really kind of looking for practitioners that are more integrated. I, I don't like using the word holistic. There, there's, there's ends of this spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. And there's way over here, and then there's the traditional way over here that, you know, I'm going to turn you into the medical board if you even say the word ivermectin, right? But there's there's practitioners in the middle that see value in both sides. Mm -hmm. And, and that, is, that is who we attract in our group. That, that's our ideal practitioner to train because they're open to, all right, what I've been doing isn't working. Um, what can I learn? Where can I learn more uh, about what is working? So uh, find a practitioner that's more integrated. You know, are they a believer in... Um, hormone therapies, compounded medications, um, you know, I, I don't like to, even the word alternative has kind of gotten a bad yeah. rap, but mm -hmm. um, that's why I like integrated because our healthcare system has a lot of benefits. We're mm -hmm. very good at stabilizing emergencies, things like that, but we're terrible at managing and preventing chronic diseases. So um, an integrated approach is really an important, and and I, I, I say that tongue in cheek about, you know, do you, do you prescribe ivermectin? But that's a good way to <laughs> weed yeah. out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, That's so true. Yeah. Gary's asking, he's undergoing radiation. How does it affect his testosterone levels? Uh, well, it depends on where the radiation, if it's full body or if it's targeted um, radiation. If it's, if it's targeted radiation, um, it, it affects your hormone levels in that it's such a stressor on the body. Um, any stressor on the body is going to impact your adrenal glands. It's going to impact your pituitary gland, which is signaling testosterone production in the testicles for males and the ovaries for females. Um, so it's, it's probably more of an indirect impact, uh, but then there's a quality of life thing. And, and again, it depends on what type of radiation and is it targeted? Is it full body? You know, mm. what's happening there? So I am trying to extract as much information as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, we so. can come back again. You know? yeah, yeah. The, pr the thing is, is, when you really start talking about this and people, uh, I mean, you, you're sitting there for, you know, so hours many. literally mm. just talking Alzheimer's about Alzheimer's disease prevention. I mean, there's just so, no, so we can many. segment shows yeah, into just, just sure. so many well, things. But. Done. That's, that's, that's an invitation that you, you will put out there and you guys will come back. But um, I want to say you're not just uh, experts, you're friends. And thank, thank you. you for what you all have done for uh, everything related to marriage and in your work that you're doing, but also at XO. Y'all have, have been a great uh, champion for marriage uh, and what we're doing here at the XO Marriage Center, XO Marriage. Love what you're doing. And yep. yeah, we're, we're excited about uh, uh even partner with y'all more in this regard in the sense that when we have couples that come in, I would like for them to have mm -hmm. a resource. Absolutely. In this, in this regard. Sometimes it's that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know. Uh, tell everyone how they can connect with you. And again, you mentioned earlier about even practitioners out there that may want more information. Just give everyone directives on, on how to get in more in touch yeah, with Yeah. So, um, dot com. EV, or you can go to Avexius oh, Health is. Solutions Avexius there as well. Yeah. But you can see uh, Find a Provider. You can go there. And then if you look uh, up in the upper right-hand corner, you can become a provider. So you can click that, uh, become a provider, and you can um, nominate. Like if you have one of your practitioners that you really trust already, and you're like, I really like this person, um, and I think they'd be willing, or just ask them, hey, would open. you be willing to, mm -hmm. would you be open to go to training? We do training uh, once a month here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, as Terry mentioned, we have about 150 to 200 practitioners that attend those each month. Um, so we're growing our network very quickly. We also have an online option for them if they can't make the trip to, uh, to Dallas. Uh, but that's a really great place. You can you know, find anyone across the country uh, at the find, find a, provider, a provider and then become a provider is just 
you know, here you go, um, put the information in there, and then we can uh, reach out to them and get them enrolled into Wonderful. our training. But you can we're, see we're just in this. We're working on relationships too in the Philippines and and really and spreading uh, wow. globally and um, to that's dance amazing. Point. I mean, you guys obviously have a great calling, you Thank know, you. and you've incorporated the marriage aspect, just helping so many people. I mean, do you feel that? Yeah. Yes. Marriage, family. My my, and there's a lot of stories in the book, but that's that what. Chronic disease prevention, I love it. That's what I'm about. But the relationships mm -hmm. make my, that's what makes my heart sing. Mm -hmm. Because it's its marriages in that trickle down to the children, to the grandchildren, um, future generations. It's um, it's it's legacy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that that is the most important. And not to mention our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you exactly. know, it's the same thing. When you're depressed, moody, anxious, irritable, can't sleep, can't focus, not only do you not want to have a relationship with your spouse, but you aren't really inclined to, have much of a relationship with our Heavenly Father, right? right. So mm -hmm. it, it, it crosses all of those relational lines, I believe. Mm -hmm. so it goes that hormones are who we are. Yeah. I mean, they really are. And, um, you know, from the, the relationship standpoint, um, isn't life really worth living because of relationships? Absolutely. I mean, that ultimately, whether it's a, a, a spouse, whether it is an aunt and uncle, um, a, a child, you know, mm -hmm. son, daughter, um, it, it's about relationships. Right. And if you can do things physically, like we're, we're made up of mind, body, spirit, right. and we're good at, good at church about talking about the spirit, not necessarily about the mind and certainly not the physical, uh, but when you can start t you know, tying all those together and go, wow, that's what we are as humans. That's how God created us. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can now address that and really make an impact. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, that makes a difference. I say this, I, I have an opening monologue that I, I teach to our doctors when, when we open up our conferences. I say, if you, you realize how much impact you have on people's lives in a positive way, mm -hmm. and you just, you did it in your practice, and you did it in your practice, and you did it in your practice, pretty soon it's the little light that, you know, lights one and then another and then another, and now we're making a real difference in the world. Yeah, we yeah. really, really are, because yes, we're talking about the the spiritual, but we're also talking about the physical, and that's a huge piece yeah. that I think is missing um, from a lot of Christian dialogue these days, and mm -hmm. we're, we're here to talk about that and here to promote that. That's good. I love that. That's, that's so good. good. Such a, I mean, it's a great thing. Thanks for Very coming on needed. today. Um, before we close, I just a couple of things that I want to remind everyone. National Divorce Day is coming up. Now, we talked about this in previous episodes. The first business day of the new year is National Divorce Day. We're heading into the holidays. Listen. Check your hormone levels. <laughs> Make sure Make that your you're prepared now. for all that's coming up with the holidays. You may have uh, family members coming in town, in-laws, uh, things that could create a recipe for disaster if you're not prepared. Mm -hmm. uh, we're here to help as well. ExoMarriage.com, we have a team of mediators. Uh, we want to help you before things get out of hand. So if you need help in the, in the, in the season coming up, please call or contact us at ExoMarriage. You can go to ExoMarriage.com and check out what we have available for you to make sure that you have a resource as you go into the holiday seasons. And don't call your divorce lawyer That's uh, right. at the end of, of the holidays. Make sure you contact Exo Marriage. We're here for you. Also, uh, coming up at the end of the year, our board has put together a $450,000 matching gift. Uh, as you're considering the end of your giving, praying about it, please consider Exo Marriage. We have a matching program. We're excited about it going into 2024 uh, with more fuel in the tank so that we can help you 
all throughout next year and in beyond. So please go to exomarriage.com if you want to give slash give. Uh, every dollar that you give is matched up to $450,000. Please take advantage of that as you're prayerfully considering your end of year giving. Also, Hormone Havoc is a staple now for your bookshelf. <laughs> and make sure you go to hormonehavoc.com. Great Christmas uh, gift. Great yeah. Christmas <laughs> gift. And it surprisingly would be the gift that keeps on giving. That is true. Uh, that is true. In many ways. In many ways. So go there, there and check is. it out. And uh, once again, thanks to Dar Terry and Dan Denai for being on the program today. We love them. And God bless you, everyone. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Thank you.